0: Good afternoon, and welcome to today's session of uh, the Library is Open podcast. Today we have with us Christine Peterson. Welcome, Christine. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, Christine, uh, tell us about your involvement at Amigos. I've been at Amigos for about 20 years, doing a number of different things. I came in through the training side. I'm a
1: technical trainer. Okay. Uh, Talk of all trades, master of none, you might say, uh, for a number (laughs) of years. Uh, I have uh, transitioned over the years through a couple of different projects. Uh, We developed an ebook platform from scratch a number of years ago. Okay. Um, Decided that probably wasn't the direction we wanted to go now we're working on simply e we've been working on it for about the last two or three years and we have just in the last month or so made it public so it's actually another service of amigos Uh, we've been doing development on it helping with development over the last number few years but um now it's available to libraries
0: amazing so for our listeners out there um tell us a little bit about simply e um the product that was developed by new york public library but you know just give us for our listeners, a little bit of a background. Sure.
1: New York Public Library was the primary developer and still is the pri- it still is the primary developer, but they were the initial developer. Mm-hmm. I want to say 2013, 2014. Um, okay. it, uh, it was an IMLS grant. IMLS has been very, very supportive uh, to a number of us who have d- been doing development lately. And uh, they wanted a single place, or that all e-resource at the time it was e-book vendors, but now it's more e-resource vendors yeah. can come together, so a patron doesn't need to learn every interface. Yeah. So they decided to start with the big three at the time: um, Baker and Taylor, uh, Biblioteca, and Overdrive. Okay. So over the years that has um, evolved and now it includes audiobook vendors as well it continues t- um, to be something that uh, library public libraries this actually project project is specifically public library oriented okay it's an academic library project that's in the works so if you have academic listeners I can give them a place to go if they want to keep up with that but this particular part of it is all public library oriented so it's an open source ebook platform somebody see some some people see just the app side but there's actually a platform underneath it uh-huh. uh, it was developed by libraries it was developed for libraries and their patrons to use and the idea is to simplify the patrons process in uh, borrowing reading listening to ebooks that are from the library and there's been a lot of uh development. There's a lot of development coming. So it's just, it's. I would say it's the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. It's ready for some public libraries now. It may not be ready for everybody, but down the road it will be as we bring on more content providers and more functionality.
0: You know, it's, it's so crucial in a time like today when, you know, we want our patrons to get access to information without getting flustered and frustrated. And when you have, you know, subscriptions to three different you know, ebook vendors, whether it's Hoopla or Overdrive or recorded books, you know, one click, whatever it may be, you know, going to three different places, remembering three different, you know, usernames, pins, passwords to get in, it could leave them just going to, you know, purchase it somewhere else. And this is a great solution to have them just go to one location.
1: It really is. I've had libraries tell me that they made the decision to go to a single e-resource provider because of the interface issue. Yeah. And so, and we've also had statistics that show that uh, once the Simply E app comes in, there will be patrons that stay with the app that they like. Um, It's not something that's going to replace. Uh-huh. The, the app or any of the others, but there will um, as a library moves over to something like simply e and as mm-hmm. as people come in, they start moving them towards that instead of the the specific app what they 've seen is that their collections get used more, in particular the long tail of the collection gets used more, so all of this money that they 're spending mm-hmm. actually the the return on investment is higher when you use something like simply e and it's it's a and i can't take a, i can't take credit for it but the interface is very simple it's very easy to use mm-hmm. and most patrons would not have a problem with it
0: yeah i can I can see here from the github site that they have like a ios they have an android version um, Correct. so t- talk to me a little bit about the interface when the patron logs in they can check things out they can read things can they place things on hold or is that dependent on each different vendor maybe it, the the whole functionality is deve- is
1: dependent on the vendor. Okay. So when a patron when a patron goes to the the app store and downloads it, um, they can immediately look. They can't okay. download because they, they need some way to be authenticated. At the public library level, primarily that's through a bar- barcode number and a PIN. Although okay. there's modifications depending on the libraries but most libraries will do that as it moves into the academic side that'll change and there'll be other types of authentication systems but for right now that's what it is so once a patron puts that in either at the very beginning before they start searching or when they click um, to get that first title they'll be challenged for that those credentials once they're in there they're in there and so from from that time on they don't have to do to put those in again if a there, if the title is already checked out, they can put it on hold. The, the app will give them an idea of when they might expect to see it. Um, uh-huh. so it might, depending on the time, it could be you'll see it next week or you might see it six months from now. You know, so yeah. maybe a good thing or maybe a bad thing, but yeah. um, I think it's helpful for the patron to have as much information so that their expectations are set early on. I yeah. thought that was a really good thing to add.
0: Yeah, that is, that is. So talk to us a little bit about Um, your involvement at Amigos and how you're helping libraries get this platform set up?
1: We've also had a number of grants to help, and we're not the only ones. Um, And let me just mention that the Mm -hmm. Connecticut State Library, the Maryland State Library, Lyricist, Minitex, which is a consortium out of Minnesota, and Califa, which is a consortium out of California, Mm -hmm. and Amigos. And I would say that we probably are, the, at least at this point, um, the primary partners, um, Okay. As well as um, lately DPLA, who has stepped up and is actually a major and that 's my mistake for for forgetting a major partner as well, okay um, so we all ha- bring our um, our strengths to this uh-huh. on the amigo side, we are not a large shop. Uh, we can do very specific things and some small things that are very helpful, so we 've had three grants through the Texas State Library, still IMLS funds, but through the Texas State Library. And so over time, we've, ha- we've um, helped with development. Um, a couple oh, weeks great. ago, we just got notification of our, our third grant. And that third grant will focus in on promotional and marketing materials for libraries to use that are customizable, as well as the ability for libraries to um, upload their own EPUBs or PDFs that they have either purchased directly from a vendor or they have um, their library created or patron created, they can have those show up right next to overdrive or access 360 titles. Okay. so That's a piece that we'll be working on this next, next year over the, we've had a number of pilot libraries that have worked with us, Houston public library, Brazoria County um, library system just outside of Houston. We've also had Kilgore Memorial library, which is a, um, a small to medium sized library in, uh, Nebraska, and they've okay. helped us with the integration to Biblionics, which is um, an, an ILS that's for small or public Yeah, library. yeah, yeah. Um, and we're working with Round Rock Public Library um, and uh, New Braunfels. Uh, so we had our, our wonderful set of people that are willing to work with us as we move forward in it. And as I said, it's, it's now an Amigo service. This is, we'll be pushing that um, at conferences and through yeah. the email. And so if anybody's interested, obviously they can contact us. But I will say that um, if you're dealing with um, Simply E, you do have the opportunity to host it yourself. Uh huh. So if right. you have, If you have the technical expertise and experience on staff, you can do that. I will say that primarily it is consortia and state libraries that are doing that. Okay. Although if you're a large library like New York, um, you could do it yourself. Mm -hmm. There are um, a couple that I know of, and that is Lyricist and Amigos Library Services that are hosting for anybody. So there's no geographic region for either of us, so you can... um, go to either of us, and we'd be glad to, to host um, your library, your consortium, or your state.
0: That's fabulous. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's great that libraries can choose a, a vendor that they maybe already have a relationship with or looking to build a relationship with and, and get that support for the libraries that, that we need. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: The state of Texas is, has decided to also come on board with Simply E, but they're doing something a little bit different that some okay. li- some other states might be interested in. They have decided to help the smallest of the libraries. And so they're paying for mm-hmm. um, Simply E for those libraries that may not even have ebooks at all right now. Oh. Yes, and because they're, they're providing Simply E as a platform, but they're also going to be paying for statewide collections. Probably not the big five. They're going to be looking at the types of ebooks that would be more helpful it could be geographic in nature it could be topical in nature yeah. but um, that the whole state can use so it's a it's a twofold project where they're providing the the platform as well as the ebooks and their hope is that this is the beginning of this and they'll go on and and help other libraries as they get the larger libraries as we get up as um I'm sorry as they increase in size yeah yeah Ultimately, they see a statewide project of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see what that looks like in a few years. But it's exciting because most of the others are starting with larger libraries. And this is one of the few that is starting with those libraries that have nothing or very little. And I think it's a really wonderful way to to help those patrons that don't really have access to this at this point. I love hearing this. I love hearing this. That's great. That's great. So thank you for that, little, I just wanted to make sure yeah, that is, they're doing it a little bit differently, and it's exciting.
0: you know i we i I love hearing those uh, you know changes because you're right, generally, they go for the bigger mm-hmm. uh, libraries first, so it's I'm glad to hear that um, they're getting uh, they're getting some help and uh, one one more thing that I wanted to mention that the grant where you mentioned helping with marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you can help them market materials to patrons so important so important we could have a whole talk just about marketing for yes. libraries we um, can. if you don't if
1: you bring in a service and you do not market it it will fail
0: yeah and so it doesn't
1: matter what service it is. really so marketing is so key to yeah. having having this kind of service actually survive
0: yeah Wonderful. Or any service. yeah that's right well christine this has been so great, just, you know, giving a, a little bit of a background here about Simply E so our listeners can find out about one more open source uh, option that they have out there for libraries. Um, so again, Christine, thank you for joining us today on our latest uh, session of the Libraries Open podcast. Hope you have a great day. Thank you, thank you very much.